Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War you go, Auburn fans. Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Ben King to preview the game that it was not Tennessee. It was not Mississippi State. It was not LSU. I'm really hoping this Ole Miss game, we're able to pull out a win here. We need it. Our team needs it. Our fan base needs it. We really need this. We just really do. Bring on the baby sharks. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the baby sharks, the land sharks, uh, where they officially made their mascot that silly looking thing. Um, Like, I'm still with you, Ben. What was it? Okay, what was the mascot that you said they should have looked like? It was the Admiral super mus- Well, the Admiral Akbar's obviously. But what was the shark? That super strong shark mascot that you were talking about? You should have looked. Oh, like. the street sharks. Yes, the street sharks. Yeah, the they're, street sharks were awesome. They have a big they, old mouth. Yeah, and big they have mouth. super big muscles. Yeah, like they look like you would just die from encountering one of these sharks. These these little cute. You know, little land sharks. They're just, you know, whatever. Like, really, I, I just don't think that it's a good mascot. But You know what? I want to see Avi versus the land shark more than I do this game. Is that bad? <laughs> yeah. Like, are you talking about, like, NCAA mascot game? Well, I was just talking about, like, on the sidelines. No. Oh. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, NCAA mascot, that would be pretty cool, too. Yeah. Though the Avi on NCAA mascot is pretty dumb looking. Mm, yeah. He looks fair. like the crack... The crack tiger of Clemson. Yeah, Clemson's googly-eyed, weird person. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. did not design him well. Nope, not at all. Way to go, dev team. <laughs> of a game that's four years old. Yeah. Uh, all right, so this Ole Miss game. Somehow, someway, Auburn is still a favorite, even though it's at Ole Miss. We're a 4.5 point favorite, and yet our team looks like this. What do you think Vegas is looking at? to give us any kind of favoritism in a game where really Ole Miss, their only losses have been to LSU, very reasonable considering how good LSU is, and a defeat that is like none other against Bama. where A curb stomping against Alabama? <laughs> yeah, where Alabama just demolished them. Was it like 62-7 to seven or something? Silly. Yeah. Alabama uh, came at them like Chinese fishermen come yeah. at regular sharks. Yeah. Like, what do you think the Vegas is looking at saying Auburn should maybe win this game? Because even as an Auburn fan, I'm getting a little pessimistic that we can win a game like this. Uh, I guess Vegas wants to give away a lot of money. I don't know. Maybe. How, how does that work? Like, would people be betting that we would not cover or that we would lose? I mean, you can vote either way. I don't know. I mean, they, they they have, usually it's pretty good. I mean, it, it they 
have a ton of statistics to back up where they set that well, line at. On paper, we look amazing. Oh, yeah. Statistically, we should be the much better team that just obliterates an Ole Miss team that is, you know, still dealing with the probation they've had. But who knows? Yeah. If we don't have a change of, of offensive presence and scheme, this could be a repeat of what we've seen the last three weeks. Yep. And if you want to go listen to some of our scheme changing, go back and listen to our review of the Tennessee game because we got in a lot of different schemes and we went into a, tendencies. a black hole. It felt a little bit like that. We got out though. Yeah, we did. And you know what? We, we found therapy. some positives. It was therapy. You got to talk things out. You got to get your, your emotions and just speak them. And I felt like we did that and I felt much better because of it. Um, there's there's a lot of things that I, I want to see out of this team against Ole Miss. For example, throwing over the middle of the field, making touchdowns when we get into the red zone, <laughs> not just field goals. Is that it too much like, to ask for? It seems like such a little ask, but so unreachable at this point. It's so tough, especially even against like an Ole Miss team. Their defense sucks. We should be able to score points on them. So Ole Miss gave up 33 to Arkansas, mm-hmm. and we beat Arkansas, was it 33 to 3? 34 yes. to 3. It was something like, yes. So they they gave up almost as many as we scored on Arkansas against Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Like, we should come out and spank Ole Miss, but I don't know. I really don't know. Yep, and it's the 11 o'clock game yet again. Yep, yep, I know. Just, well, that's just that's getting... all we're gonna have until we play teams that that are ranked again. Yep, or we become ranked, and uh, right now we're not ranked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sad. Now, I, if we see a ranking again this season, then we'll have made some coaching changes across the board. Yeah, because right now with our offensive scheme and the way that we're playing within every aspect of the offense. It's going to be an uphill battle to get to a bowl game. Yep. And there are players, like, the good thing is the players believe it. I mean, Daniel Thomas, one of our defensive backs, even tweeted, biggest turnaround in history. He's saying that about our team. They believe it. Now we just got to execute it, and do it. Is he saying it because of where we're at? Because it, it almost is the biggest turnaround. It could be. But it's a negative turnaround. Yeah, uh, absolutely negative. And that's, I want to see our team succeed. I want to see the coaches seem to coach together. It seems like one aspect of the team does really well. The other two seem to suck or like two do really well. One sucks. Like I want to see the whole body of our work do well in one game. And I was thinking we would do that against Arkansas and yet we didn't. Um, I want to see that happen. And Ole Miss is going to test us. They're going to test us a lot, especially in the pass game, because they they sure as heck know how to pass the ball, uh, just like every other season. I mean, their quarterback has already had almost twenty three thousand yards, twenty three thousand or twenty three hundred. Sorry, twenty three hundred, <laughs> twenty three thousand. That would be great of our career, but twenty three hundred yards um, and fifteen touchdowns. I I'm a little scared um, that he's going to just torch our defense and our defensive backs like we saw even against Tennessee 
and we've seen a lot of times because I don't, I mean, okay. So there has been improvement defensively. I have seen it. The guys aren't causing all these pass interferences. A lot of these are pretty good plays on the ball by the wide receivers. And yet our defensive backs aren't getting in that right position to break up the pass. That's true. Um, A lot of the passes that Tennessee completed, they completed them because they threw the perfect pass. Oh, and it was perfect. A lot of times, like there was even one, I think it was like a third down and long situation. And we laid a hit on their quarterback. Still connected. And yet still connected. Yep. Well, that's the thing is like, and I don't know how to say his name, Tamanu? Ta-Amu? Sure. Go for it. I don't know. Ole Miss's quarterback is a much better athletic quarterback than we've seen in the past three losses. Yeah. He's going to be the most talented guy that we've played since Washington. Probably. And And he's a senior. He's played. He's played enough to know how to to manage games very well. Ole Miss has a great air raid type offense that is our Achilles heel. And so the defense is going to have to step it up and our offense is going to have to put together some points. Otherwise this is going to be another long one. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't want to see them passing all over us. And I think this could be again, where our defensive line gets into the backfield and they've gotten more and more momentum. I feel like every single game to get into the backfield to get to that quarterback it just seemed like last game we were just like a half a second too slow weren't able to get to him in enough time to bring him down before they were able to get the pass out and a lot of times seemed to just connect on them um even still like i'm still amazed espn and they do their power football index where they run however many scenarios okay of this game in this situation and yet, still 63% of the time, Auburn wins. Well, on paper, we have way more talent, way more depth, way more... It, we are the better team. We're yeah. the better team than every team we've played. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that doesn't mean we're necessarily going to win. No. I mean, that's and evident with this season. <laughs> a lot of it, we've been outcoached. And it's not hard to be outcoached when you're very predictable. Yeah. And okay, so let's talk about coaches because I think coaching needs to be in question right now. Now, play calling, you can question that. There's definitely questionable play calling. For example, I think we were in like third and long, and then we do a design Jarrett Stenham yep. draw. Are you stupid? <laughs> yep, we are. Uh, that's dumb. Um, there, there's definitely questions about that. But overall coaching, not just play calling, but coaching, I think there needs to be some changes. And honestly, for the boosters, they probably just need to see some some sort of uh, somebody falling on the sword. And that needs to be somebody that's not a head coach because we're not firing Gus Melzon. No, we can't afford it. No, we can't afford it. And then get I saw <laughs> I saw a post. <laughs> Where someone said that we were selling the Jumbotron to yeah. pay off Gus. Well, even okay. So, what did we buy the Jumbotron for? For like almost fourteen million, and it's depreciated in value, just like every other piece of electronic equipment that's out there. And <laughs> I don't think we're gonna get that much out of it. Nope. Even still, if you sell our Jumbotron, we're not getting that amount of money, nope. or even a fraction of it. Absolutely not. So Gus is off. stuck. 
Gus is here, but and, and it's it, it, we like, better I retain love Kevin Steele. Yes. So we we, to, we better throw we some money at him, him at the end of the season because we threw some money last season at him because yep. he was doing some job shopping. Did we give Chip Lindsay money? Uh, probably. Well, can we just pay him off? Or and we just extended? We could, we could, and it's going to be a lot less than uh, what we'd have be to a pay whole for lot less Gus. Than Gus. Worse, yeah. Like, um, I mean, if I if I'd say anyone has to fall on the sword, it's Chip, and uh, I will give you one moment on television against, I can't remember the player, I think it was Mississippi State, where he was just throwing his hands up like, I don't even know. Wow. And I will take that, screenshot it, and say, here's your sword, prepare to fall. Yep. Because it, there's, the play calling is one thing. The offensive performance. And a lot of the times, yes. Is go the, ahead, go ahead. The offensive performance is the biggest thing. Yeah, I agree. And he is the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And if we had it, any we don't even need a good offense with this team we just need a subpar offense and we'd be great mhm but we don't we don't even have that we have no offense we have negative offense <laughs> so a lot of times we do so like we we can't get off the field on defense our offense is on there for uh like a minute sometimes for drives yep we almost need to not do hurry up just so that we can give our defense a breather yeah. Well, it, what was it? A couple uh, there was a couple games ago uh where we we tried to do hurry up because I do believe Jarrett in rhythm is one of the best quarterbacks in college football. It's getting him to that point. And we tried to, we tried to like kickstart that by doing some hurry up, no huddle kind of stuff, really going fast. And yet because of that, we we sometimes didn't convert on first downs or on third downs, and then we would turn the ball over, and that puts a lot of pressure on the, the, the on the defense. I mean, look at what happened with Mississippi State. We had the ball less than twenty minutes. Yep, we need to do short passes on first down every single time. I'm okay with that, and and maybe the occasional long ball if we see some sort of matchup and it looks like a DB is getting just burnt give Schwartz the ball we need to give set it up in the ball because here's the thing we hit any player five yards beyond the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. our receivers are so talented that if they're not gobbled up by five players right then and there they yep. can make some moves we had like we Schwartz had a was a perfect end. example of that well Schwartz is a perfect Example, but against Mississippi State in the first half, one of the only passes that we completed that was a short pass was to a 6'2", 300-pound offensive lineman tight end position. <laughs> and he bubbled for four yards. Uh, that's hilarious. I, I'd miss that, but I kind of want to go back and watch it. <laughs> that was a highlight. That was probably one of the only highlights we had in the first half, so you yeah. did not miss much. But the thing is, is that if he can do that, our wide receivers that are talented, quick, and mobile, and shifty can do all kinds of things if we just gave them the opportunities. We just need to get them the ball. Yep. They and, are and our getting, playmakers this year. And getting our freshmen involved, Seth Williams, we give him the ball. Sean Shivers, get him the ball. Schwartz, give him the ball even more. I mean, you saw how good of a, of, of a player Schwartz is. He's not only a fast guy. He freaking just broke out of a tackle 
and then did a little stutter step and then he's off to the races. Um, there's, there's so much quickness and ability that I want to see these guys play even more and get more touches on the ball. And I feel like maybe that falls on Stidham. Maybe he's not getting the ball to him. Nope. Or maybe the plays aren't being called where we, we use them more. I mean, I would love to see Schwartz being used five or six times in that speed sweep and then give him the ball on a few screens. He needs to get the ball more. Seth Williams needs to get the ball more. I want to see the younger guys. I mean, Slayton's good. He's a consistent guy. He, But we need other guys. And it's obviously they're picking off, or not picking off, but like they're they're keying off on guys like Ryan Davis that we know are good, but when he's double teamed, there's only so much the man can do. Well, Gus said at halftime and at the press conference of Tennessee that we needed to get Schwartz the ball more. And mm-hmm. I definitely think that's going to be brought into the game plan. But another thing, Jarrett Stidham is 6'3". Yep. He should be able to see over the offensive line enough to be able to throw passes into the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. I want us to have some crossing routes where we just... Right now, players are blitzing us, which leaves the middle of the field open. Yep. And they're playing either man or like a light zone. There's going to be holes there. We just need to... One, drop the plays for those type of defensive plays that we're going to see come. Because honestly, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I'll just watch any of the last three games to see how to stop Auburn. Mm -hmm. Because all you have to do is look at LSU, Mississippi State, or Tennessee. What have they all done? Blitz and cover man. Yep. As long as you know where the man is going to be, then you have a pretty easy reception to be made there. Yeah, and it's not like you we're throwing a bunch of interesting looking routes in there. It's kind of our standard routes, and I, I want to see more different routes that that we I mean crossing routes for goodness sake. Yeah, use that up the crosses middle. and slants. That's all we need. Yeah, we, we throw had... a few crosses and slants. That'll relieve a lot of pressure. Yeah, that'll and, open and up those, the running game. Those slants. I mean, we even used. I think it was very early on. Uh, Slayton had a great slant catch. Um, that's we need to use that. I don't see why if if guys are playing off of you, give them the slant. That's an extra five six yards, if not more. Um, and that's an easy pitch and catch for Stidham. Yeah, Often and he just boosted. needs he needs to snap it and release it. Snap it, yep. release it. Because he does even when he has time, he's holding the ball too long, way too long. And that's that's allowing that opening, which a lot of times with SEC defense is very small to throw that into that window. He's missing it. And then he's like, Oh crap. I just missed it. I got to go off to my dump off guy or scramble and hopefully get some positive yardage and out of this. We need to coach sit him and tell him just throw it away, man. It, throw, it throw, away, it away. throw it away or just eat it. It's okay. I mean, I'd rather them it, throw it away than eat it. Well, I mean, if, if possible, if you can for sure throw it away, yeah. Without getting sacked, go for it. But don't but, force it. No, don't force it like he did a couple times last game. Well, it's it's a few times now he's done that. Yep. He's trying to force force plays that aren't there. Yep. And he's doing it on the run and we're we're just not drawing up plays that encompass Stidham's ability. He's not a mobile quarterback. Nope. Nope. And he's not going to be. So he doesn't want to be, I'm pretty sure. So either change up the way we call plays and incorporate slants 
and quick crosses or fire chip and let me come in and call plays <laughs> because I can do a better job than what we're doing right now. Yeah, it's I, I up until probably the Mississippi State game, I was okay with play calling. Like sure there was a few plays and there just seems to be more and more plays where the play calling seems to be in question or I mean even if the plays are good, they're set up well and you don't have all 11 guys playing. 10 guys play well, play gets blown up. And if Chip Lindsey, he's seen enough of this Auburn offense. He knows at just about every single play, at least one guy's going to mess up. Yep, and we're not run first this year. Nope. He needs to he needs to realize that and save his job. That would be great. He's who I'm blaming right now. No Gus cuz we can't get rid of him. Thanks yeah. Jay Jacobs. So Chip Lindsey better answer the call. Mhm. If not, have fun Tulane or whatever you're going next. <laughs> yeah. Um well, well let's discuss that. So if at the end of the season, Chip leaves. Who do we <laughs> quote unquote leaves? Leaves, gets fired, um, gets pushed out by uh Anthony Green. Uh <laughs> what what do you what do you put in that position for offensive coordinator? Uh can I steal your guy? Go for it. So I was wondering this and you brought up Hugh Freeze. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most genius offensive coordinator type role that I've even heard. Mm-hmm. Because one, he has a great rapport with Gus already. Yep. They were both high school coaches in Arkansas. Both guys knew each other well. Hugh Freeze would be trusted, and he has a fantastic offensive game plan that is unlike what we've had this year. And with the with the quarterbacks that we have, not just Jarrett, which a good chance Jarrett will be coming back next year, Yep. but also uh, Cord Sandberg and potentially Joey Gatewood, Depending on how he progresses in his Nicks. development, oh my I could gosh. see Bo Nix oh my gosh, as like Nix. a perfect quarterback under a guy like Hugh Freeze. You're correct. That's best call of the of the night. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Bo Nix and the Hugh Freeze connection. You're talking about championships. Yeah, you're not talking about maybe making it to a bowl game with that kind of combo. Yeah, and I mean that I would love to see that. Because yeah. and I don't know if it's Chip Lindsey's fault necessarily. I don't know how much Gus is calling plays, but we look stupid, mm-hmm. and I don't like that. Yep. And the people who have a lot of money and are not going to be buying season tickets next year because of this. Yeah, there's already a ton that are vocal about that, and yep. for I I don't blame them. I don't either. I mean, if you're going to come watch us at home melt down already twice to an SEC team. I don't blame you on teams where you should have beaten them. Well, we've had three games where we were beaten by inferior opponents because we couldn't put together anything on offense. Mm-hmm. That just shouldn't happen. Not with yep. a team this talented, with a $7 million a year coach, mm-hmm. who were the SEC West champions last year. Yep. And brought back and most, a large majority yes. of their starters. <laughs> yep. Minus offensive line. Minus offensive Pretty line. Pretty much the whole which offense. was not... It was not our best offensive line last year. No, we wasn't. still made it. Last we still hard. made it work. What happened? We just got to deal with what we got to deal with, and that's yeah. This terrible offense. I don't know. I I, I blame mean, a lot of it on play calling. Maybe that's not right. I gotta blame it on something. 
and I can't blame necessarily the players play calling, especially when like what you said. Well, here's here's one of the things that has driven me just absolutely crazy. On first down with Cam Martin as our starting running back, we run the ball every single time. <laughs> That's basically just giving away a play. Yeah. It's like, here, let's instead of having three plays to get a first down, have two plays to get a first down. Yep. Yep. And we've done that in almost every game this season. That is I mean, stupid. I think it's I think it's safe to say Cam Martin's not our running back and, and shouldn't be played. I'm going to say at all. I I completely agree with that. And formation wise, if you look at our formations, you can tell when we're going to run and when we're going to pass. Oh yeah. We don't disguise anything. What happened to the disguise plays? We used mm-hmm. to do everything out of like a weird disguise. You couldn't tell what was yep. coming until we actually snapped the ball. Yep. Now we just telegraph everything. Yep. Uh, if I can call it on my couch, then the guys that have been watching the tape can call it every single time. Yeah. On the opposing team. Yeah. Heck, probably the players on the field are like, I recognize this. Yep. It's one of the so, three plays Auburn runs. Yep. <laughs> this is one of the five routes that Auburn receivers run. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. I want I want some play calling changes. Yeah. All right. Let's get into some predictions and players to watch uh, for this upcoming game. Uh, let's simplify this down for players to watch. Let's pick one offensive, one defensive, and one special teams. For offense, who are you going to be watching? I'm going to be watching Jarrett. And uh, reason being, he has had a lot of difficulty over the past few games. He looked okay against Arkansas. He looked terrible against LSU, Mississippi State, and Tennessee. Uh, if we're going to win this game... It's going to be because Jarrett was able to put up some yards. Mm-hmm. Because Ole Miss is going to put up some yards against our secondary. Yeah. And they're going to put up some points as well. This is not going to be a defensive battle. This is going to be a shootout. And if we can't come and answer that, then I'm I'm fine to bench Jarrett after this. I think we should bench him after... If he gives another poor performance like he has three if of the has, last four games. If he has two turnovers, I think Gus should just sit I down think he be should like, bench him. Because you got to punish the guy somehow. Yes, exactly. Punishment is a thing. Not because he's not the best quarterback that we have, because I mean, he very much is. Punishment in love. Like, that's that's okay. Like, he sit needs him down. discipline. Yeah. He needs to watch from the sideline and consider everything he said in the postgame while on the field and be like, look, this is what happens when you suck it up. Mm-hmm. So next time you're looking not to get hit, maybe you should try to make a completion instead of throwing an interception or fumbling the ball or just going down or looking at the defender and then throwing it erratically. Yep. All he needs to do is complete the ball. And I know that's that's way difficult with this offensive line, but he has an extreme amount of talent. And if he can't deliver, he needs to sit and watch someone else suck it up too. Yep. The guy I'm going to be watching on offense, I mean, I completely agree because Stidham <laughs> is the number one guy that I'm going to be watching. But if I had to have a number two guy, I want to see some young guys. Um, I'm just going to say the freshman core. I mean, those are the guys, Seth Williams and Anthony Schwartz, specifically the two wide oh, receivers. Man. you got to watch those guys. I want to see them used a whole crap ton this next game because we used them a lot this game. And look how good they did. Yeah. They gave this offense some life. Seth Williams is probably one of the most most athletic uh, wide receivers we have. Like, mm-hmm. just his his ability to catch 
erratic footballs is astounding. He looks like one yeah. of the wide receivers we're going to be facing against Ole Miss. Usually Ole mm-hmm. Miss has very, very talented wide receivers. Now we suddenly have them. I mm-hmm. definitely agree we should utilize them better. Yep. Uh, and for defense, who are you going to be watching? Uh, I want to see Deshaun Davis because after breaking his leg, basically, he still yeah. came back against yeah. Tennessee and had 10 tackles. He led the team in tackles, 10 tackles, four tackles for loss. Like, the man is a monster, and he is the full leader of this defense. I'd say of and, the team. Uh, I, I completely <laughs> agree. Full leader of the team. And for the defense to be able to perform against a very talented offense with Ole Miss, especially with our secondary, we're going to mm-hmm. need Deshaun stepping it up and putting some pressure or dropping back into coverage because th- this is not going to be easy on our defense at all. No. Um, I'm going to be watching Big Cat Bryant. Like I, I've been hoping and waiting for him to come out and be what we expected him to be when we recruited him. And you're starting to see that a little bit more and more each game. Uh, he had a half a sack and even uh, has had three tackles um, this past game. But I see a lot of potential in him. And his he was in on a lot of plays. Um, just don't show up on the, on the stat sheet. For special teams, who are you going to be watching? Uh, unfortunately, probably Australian Aaron. <laughs> okay. And reason being is... I feel like we're going to sputter out a couple times in this game, and we need him to be able to flip the field for us in order to stay competitive. I know he can do it. He's He's been our MVP on special teams in the past couple yeah. games. Uh, I'm just hoping he can just boot it as far as possible whenever we do sputter out and give our defense some, some breathing room. Yeah. Because that, it, this... When our, when our offense puts us in a bad situation, you know what? Aaron seems to get us at least somewhat out of it. Exactly. I mean, think about it. Last game, end zone, punted it out, past the 50. That's the kind of thing we need to flip the field. Um, the guy I'm going to be watching on special teams, uh, and he was a guy we were questioning um, a little bit, is uh, Ryan Davis. Um, he's he's seems pretty consistent, but at times you just don't know what he's doing. He's misreading punts. He's... Uh, not doing what you expected him to, uh, being a punt returner. Um, he needs to have, to have more consistency with how he punting or getting the, the ball returned from, from a punt. Yeah. Great call. If we are married to him in that role, then he definitely needs to do something different because I can't have him having balls bounce over his head or mm-hmm. bouncing off his chest and rolling into another player's, you know, pocket. Like, yeah, it, that is stuff that should not be happening, especially from a veteran player like him. He's yeah. way too talented to be making stupid freshman mistakes like oh, yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get on into predictions. Uh, preseason and uh, this one, <laughs> both of us, we look really silly. Uh, ben, you predicted uh, that we would win by 27. I predicted we win by 17. And Ben, uh, now, now looking back on this one, it's kind of absurd, but I think it's just it's the way Jarrett Stidham's played uh, this whole season and how it's kind of not been as great, but you had predicted he would have five touchdowns this game. <laughs> He's had seven the whole season. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a five-touchdown game. Jared Maybe has, it is. Maybe it is. He's not had the season I was expecting from him. That is for sure. Um, what, are, what are you predicting for this game? How many points do you think we're going to win? Uh, man, I, I think we win by a point. 
One point, a measly one, point. One single point, a Carlson extra point. That is what we win by. Oh, dang. <laughs> that is so slim of a margin of victory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to pick but, us to lose, but if we play like we did last week, we'll probably have the oh, same result. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's that's crazy. I mean, okay, Ben, you're you're always the optimist. And <laughs> this this season has kind of turned us into what I remember the 2012 season kind of turned me into. <laughs> um, it's not there, but it's feeling like I'm getting there. Um, I, I I mean, if we're going to win, it's going to be like less than three points. But if I'm being realistic with myself, we're going to lose by a touchdown. And maybe more because our offense, I mean, they got to put something together. All right, this that, – this brings us to a good point because after I think after Tennessee, maybe we've lost all hope in just the the game plan and mindset of this team. Okay, we have four wins right now. Mm-hmm. We're gonna beat Liberty. Yep, so that's five. Who else do we beat? <laughs> I mean, we either have A at home or we I, have this game. Yeah, I give us a very slim chance against Georgia or Alabama. Agreed. I mean. Even right now, okay, so ESPN has 15% that we beat Georgia. That's pretty high. And then for Bama, (laughs) we have 9%. I wouldn't Uh, give us that. Yeah, exactly. Um, This is is a tough season. Um, And we knew going into this, the the last few games are going to be important. I would have thought by now we would at least beaten – a few of these teams that we well, lost to. I think one of the things we've been asking is like, when are we going to finally put together a complete game? And yeah. at this point, I don't know if we will. I don't think we will. I don't know I if mean, we will. We have even to make some Liberty, serious I changes. I doubt we will. Like, and at this point, like, what do you start doing to to make to make a difference, man? <laughs> yeah. I why do, why am I sounding so hopeless? But it's it's pathetic. Well, when Gus sounds so hopeless in his post-game interview... That's true. He doesn't give you much hope. He's like, we just played terrible. Yep. We just played terrible. And his, like, his same yeah, answer no crap. for the last three losses is we just need to play better. And that's not an answer, that clearly. Mm-hmm. And he, he says it's on him, and it truly is, but it doesn't mean anything. Nope. Because he's got a seven-year contract, so... Mm-hmm. And boosters, fans know, alike, need more out of them. And, and the coach sets the tone. Like we gotta, guys, we gotta play better this game. You gotta catch the balls. You gotta make the plays. You gotta get the right assignments. And we're not doing that. If um, we can, if we can win this game, I'll look forward to the Birmingham Bowl or wherever we'll go. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably be that. But if we, if we stumble against Ole Miss, I don't know if we make it out of the season going to a bowl game. No, we're we're we'll have a losing record. Yeah. Which is absurd because I was even being like, Okay, we're gonna win like nine to ten win or we're gonna have nine to ten wins. And I was thinking, okay, that that's about right. I mean, looking at the talent, looking at the guys returning, looking at the coaching, pretty much all of them coming back, and yet this is what we perform like. Yeah. You know, I, I think this kind of takes us to the point where we look back and we we have to look at like a holistic picture and say, you know what? I love Auburn and I don't love it because of the football team. I love the football team because I love Auburn. Yeah. And um that's just kind of how we have to feel this year. Yep. 
because we just haven't been able to put together the type of game plan that this talented team deserves yeah. and that the fans want to see. I don't know That's if it's going to That's a good way happen. to put it. So. And, I mean, I'm always a war eagle always. I'm not a war eagle sometimes. I'm not a, oh, it's whatever, war eagle anyways. I, I'm a war eagle always kind of guy. No, absolutely. And I want, even in a loss, to not have this much questions up in the air. I want for our team to feel success. There's There just doesn't seem like we're successful. And there's so many things going wrong. You can't be like, all right, that's the thing. That's the thing. I mean, you, there's just so much wrong. Yeah. And that's maybe what would that, that feeling of hopelessness for pretty much everybody is. And maybe the coaches get some sort of motivation. Hey guys, we're, we're in the back corner of this room and literally the only way out is to run head first and just do what we do and play hard and play hard every single game, and that motivates the guys, or whatever that that speech is. I mean, play for your seniors, if anything. Yeah, they're not going to be yeah. here next year to try to pick up the pieces. Mm-hmm. And play play for development. We need the guys that are younger to develop. Agreed. All right, I think that about wraps it up. Um, ben, before we go, what's your social media so I can get in contact with you? Uh, you can hit me up anywhere on social media at b e n k one n g and. You can also follow me on Captain Plainsman on Twitter uh, because of some of the uh, not preferred football halves that we've had. <laughs> I usually spend the second half on Twitter because I can't bear to watch the TV. <laughs> so, uh, it's It's been soothing, and it's been a little fun. So uh, yeah. catch, catch some good things there. Yep, you've got some good things going on over there. And you can find me on Twitter as well at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?